Hello, everybody. Scott Bruder. Glory to God on the go. We are moving right along. Last week was great with Jessica Frazier, and I hope moms out there that are going through whatever you're going through, and hopefully it's better stuff. Um, I hope you, you went to Amazon and got that devotional, that the 30 day devotional for moms, uh, keep going from Jessica Frazier. Uh, it's, it's been really good. My, um, my wife got one, so I, I hope you guys are enjoying that. So today, as I had promised a couple weeks ago, remember things change sometimes depends on what the Holy Spirit is leading us to do. But today we are going to talk about the armor of God, right? So you're going to see some images behind us that are going to show you the different forms of the armor of God. And, and so I'm going to jump right into it and we're going to talk about it. And this may be even a couple, maybe even three episodes because there is a lot to talk about when it comes to the armor of God and, and why we should, we should be wearing it, why we need to put it on, why Paul wrote about it. Uh, so uh, I'm excited. So we're going to dig right on in. So with that being said, I'm going to read Ephesians 6.10 through 18. And then we're going to go from there. So and I'm going to read it to you in very dramatic manner because that's what I like to do. I've been practicing it. So here we go. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all of the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for the Lord's people. So, the <laughs> I love I love that part. Matter of fact, I love it so much that I've gotten into the habit that, uh, and I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm, I'm close. I'm I'm in the ninety eight percentile of every day when I'm either heading to work and I'm in my car or um, as soon as I wake up and I read my first uh, verses of the day and, and I get into that, um, I am reciting Ephesians 6.10 through 20, actually. I take it a little bit further, but that's just me. Because I want to put that armor on. God tells us, don't uh, think about putting it on. Don't um, maybe put it on. He says, Put on the full armor of God. So that's what I do every morning. So it's very interesting. So what, what is the full armor of God? Well, let's talk about that. We're going to go through each piece and we're going to go through some, some bullets of each piece. And I'm going to give you kind of a, a, a 
25,000 foot view. And then over the next maybe couple weeks, we're going to zoom down into it uh, and get really tight. So um, Paul wrote this when he was in prison in Rome and, and he was there for two years, I believe. Um, while under the watchful eye of, obviously, the Roman soldiers. You know, they were the ones that were keeping him there. And it is certain that um, while he was there and he'd watch him, and he got to become friends with with, with some of these these soldiers. And, and they actually, some of them listened to him. Some of them um, heard what he was writing because he would recite it. And, 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 and they actually probably most likely became believers uh, in, in Jesus and what uh, Jesus came here to do. So it was interesting that as Paul was so familiar with these guys and he was watching and looking at their, their uniform, their armor and everything, that these guys were wearing all of this armor because they had to wear it every day. They were wearing all this armor in case you know they were going to go into battle. And so this armor was to protect them from their head, literally to their feet. So he associated how our spiritual armor should be able to protect us from the evil and the dark world like their physical armor protects them in battle. Well, what are we doing? I mean, it says it right here. Um, we are not uh, struggling against flesh and blood. I'm not struggling with Bob or Joe, or Cindy, or, or, you know, Suzanne even, right? I'm not struggling with her flesh and blood when she comes at me with a question or when Bob comes at me with a negative attitude or when uh, Joe comes at me with, you know, you coming at me all mad and stuff. I'm not, I'm not fighting their physical presence. I'm fighting the evil that has gotten into them. Now, we've talked about salvation. We've talked about deliverance. We've talked about all these things that all come together about how the spirits can get into us, how the spirits can make us act, how they can hold us down, addictions and all that kind of stuff. That is all done because of what the devil loves to do to us and where he loves to play, right? So in order for us to protect ourselves, we put on this armor every morning. It gives us a lot better chance to be able to push him away or um, it's interesting, and we'll talk a little bit about the shield of faith, but extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one, right? Because he's going to be slinging at them, uh, slinging, us, slinging them at us every chance he's got. So Paul wrote this because he wanted to make sure we understood that we could protect our spirit and our salvation from what the Lord Jesus Christ bestowed on us and gave us and, and gave us the chance to do. And so when we go fight our battle, we've got our arm on. Okay, and we're gonna wear our armor every day because that is what we—that's what we do. So, why do we need this armor anyway? Well, we're hard pressed on every side. Things are coming at us all the time. Okay, yet we're not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. We are struck down, but not destroyed. That's Second Corinthians four eight through nine. So what are we fighting when we need when we need this spiritual armor? Well, I talked about it. All of Satan's greatest weapons, his anger, his jealousy, his greed, his gluttony, his his uh, fear, right? His un, unbelief and doubt and all of these things that that we're fighting on a daily basis. Somebody says the wrong thing to you. Ah, you get all mad. That's the devil. Okay. Spirit's gotten in you. Okay. 
unforgiveness. That's a spirit. All of these things that get in us, that push us further away from what God and what Jesus mean for us and what they do for us, right? So we have to put on this armor to protect ourselves. You know, the, the bitterness that we get sometimes, resentment towards someone if we get that, um, lust, sadness, um, just temptation, all of the temptations of, of the devil, what he throws at us. Um, by the way, talking about temptation, I read some really good stuff this week about temptation and, and God will never tempt us. It's always the devil tempting us. God helps us walk through that temptation and get over it, right? He will test us. No doubt. God will test us and he's still molding us, right? As Christians, we're constantly being molded. We're not going to be perfect until the day he comes and we are hoping that we have done everything we can to make sure that we, uh, we go with him. So let's get right into this. We're going to talk about the armor itself. Okay. So let's talk about the belt of truth. Let's think about that. What does a belt do? Well, today a belt holds up our pants. Right, right, and and that's not much different. However, in first piece of the armor that we put on is the belt, and it's got um, usually has leather or metal tassels on it. Okay, and it protects the loin area for men. Right, it's very important uh, in order for us to help uh, repopulate the earth, which is what God asks us to do. And of course, you know, children are gifts, and He wants us to have a bunch of them. So. We got to protect our loins. So the belt of truth, uh, or the, the 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 belt is the one. The belt of truth helps protect our loins. It ties up the garment, um, so it doesn't get in the way of our fighting. It also helps us hold the different um, tools and the different uh, uh, weapons that we have, like our sword, right, and 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 our and our dagger, and and um, maybe an extra knife or our sling or whatever that might be. That's what the belt does. And there's there's tons more to it. Uh, however, we're going to get a lot deeper into um, into the belt, okay, and into all the pieces of the armor because, again, I have a whole lesson plan on it, and it's, it's very exciting. So, um, also, how we apply the belt to what we do is we're being prepared in every circumstance by making certain that... You are a person of truth that includes knowing the good news about Jesus and explaining why you believe in him. Someone asked me that the other day is, why do you believe in God? Well, it's a good question. Um, and I'll go ahead and give the answer for why I believe in God. My experience is that when I find myself in places where I don't want to be and um, I experience things that I might necessarily not want to experience. I have found uh, in the last couple of years that if I ask for him to help me get through that, he absolutely does, which in before I may not have gotten through it as well as I did. I don't look at things the same way. I don't feel about things the same way. I don't get angry the same way. Um, I know because I've asked him into my heart and I've, and I've truly uh, given, you know, as much as I believe I know how to give at this point to him, he absolutely gets me through it. Uh, I thank him every morning that I wake up next to my wife and I get to uh, spend time with her in prayer and whatnot. I, I, I thank him every night before I go to bed that I had a good day and, and I hope that the next day is, is good or better than it was on that day. And even on a bad day, I still give him the glory 
for for that for having that day. Um, you know, till he comes back for us, and I, I'm going to keep thanking him for that. So my experience is, I believe in God because He truly does work with me and through me, meaning that I'm able with a better attitude to help others as well um, because I. I, I want to help them. I want to, um, I want to get them through situations. If there's something that I've experienced in my X amount of years of, of, of five X years of living, then, you know, I want to help them get through that. And and if they can be helped to get through it, then that, that's what I want to do. So whew, rabbit trail right there. So, okay. So, <laughs> um, also, uh, application of the belt of truth, living as a person of integrity. This is huge. As someone who is honest and trustworthy. Right now, um, so I'm in the sales business. Uh, sales business. I, I'm in sales. So uh, there may have been a time, obviously there was a time in my life where, yeah, I might have said something a little bit, stretched something a little bit more. But these days, you know, I just tell it how it is. If, if, if I tell you how it is and I have a solution that I can help you resolve uh, to a pain or problem that you have, I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm going to lay everything out on the table. And I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to stretch it. If I get the business, great. If I don't, eh, you know, what are you going to do? It, it, it's something that I believe my integrity of me telling you I'm going to do something, uh, then I'm going to do it. And and I need to be able to do that. Sometimes I jump into things a little bit too fast. i got to pray about that too. Uh, but if I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And, and we're going to get it done. And if I need to fix something, we're going to fix it. And we're going to get it done. So integrity is a huge part of being part of the belt of truth. Okay. So the breastplate of righteousness. So this is the part that covers the whole torso from the shoulders down to the, the belt. Um, and it is to protect our vital organs, right? Your heart, your lungs, your, 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 your stomach, your, your, your intestines, all of that. It protects all of that. So the breastplate of righteousness uh, prevents arrows and spears from penetrating the chest. Now, it would even uh, help if someone slashed a sword against it. Sing, it's going to you know, come right off. It, now, if they, they dag into you pretty good, it, yeah, you might penetrate it. But um, these things were heavy too, by the way. Uh, but this is what they would go into battle with. So the application as far as the breastplate of righteousness is that... Um, we are that God offers his own righteousness to every believer in Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, it, it's not something that you can gain by, by good deeds or, or, you know, donating to a bunch of people all the time or, or, or whatever the case may be, but it is uh, a part of what helps us um, with not only our, uh, our righteousness, but the good things that we can do in his name. And I'm going to read this real quick. This is Isaiah 59, 17. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. We're going to talk about the cloak of zeal too, which is awesome, by the way. Um, so <laughs> we're going to talk about that. However, back to the breastplate of righteousness. It comes from the faith that you have in Jesus Christ. And believing in Jesus and his righteousness and not our own righteousness. Okay. Standing firm against injustice and corruption, knowing that God promises his protection against the forces of evil, 
for those who have faith in Jesus. So it's interesting as we go through a lot of these and, and we, we talk about the different things that he does for us, but honesty, truth, righteousness. So we're getting through the armor and I'm telling you, once you put this on, you, you, you do feel like you are ready for battle. Okay. And now we're going to move on. So talks about, um, be, having your feet prepared with the gospel of peace. And we can't march without having sturdy shoes. These guys would march for miles and miles and miles and miles. And it's interesting because even though they, they look like sandals, what they would do is they would take um, little uh, metal like nails and bang them through their sandals. Okay. And then you know, snap off the end. So they would have little cleats. They were just like little cleats. It was actually very cool how they did this. And I saw some of how they did it. And, um, when they were, when they were showing it on this one particular video that I was watching, it was very interesting. It was literally like a, a, a lineman trying to block for the quarterback and he had his cleats on. So my wife used to tell linemen in our little league football team all the time, why do you have cleats? So you can dig in the dirt and push back on those other guys. And that's exactly what, what um, their sandals were able to do. So we can't march without sturdy shoes. These, these shoes um, were thicker leather and uh, they had hobnails, like I was explaining to you. So they would stand firm under attack. If you've ever seen a good Roman uh, movie or um, anything with you know good fighting, they always make their, their their wall of shields, right? So they make a wall of shields, and then the enemies would come, and they'd try to get through their wall of shields, and they'd rah, rah, and they'd keep holding them back, holding them back. And you know the guys behind them would come and put the shields over them so they couldn't get over. Well, that was because they had those knobs in their shoes. And so they were standing firm against injustice and corruption. They were standing uh, knowing that God's promises um, for us and in our uh, our sandals, our, our, our shoes, uh, we're standing there with the God's promise that he is going to help us defeat any of the arrows that come at us. He's going to help us defeat any of those enemies that come at us, right? We are going to be protected against those forces of evil just because we are able to stand firm with our shoes and our, our sandals and ready to take it on. So it's very interesting because... The Greek word rendered preparation or readiness in Ephesians 6.15 can also be translated as prepared foundation. So have your feet with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace, right? A Christian, we need a firm foundation. The gospel of peace is the good news that we can ha have peace with God. So he is giving us the peace. We know we can have the peace. We just have to ask for the peace. And the word peace can have several uses. Uses, Absence of conflict among Christians. The Lord wants us to live in peace and unity with each other. We went through a situation this week where um, I don't know if it was very peaceful, uh, but you know what? We prayed hard about it and uh, we found that uh, we needed to repent for some of the feelings that we may have had. Um, not may, we, we had them, but we did. We repented and my goodness, we felt so much better after we did that. And it was, it was good for us to get that out, get it done with, but we didn't want to be worried about it. We didn't want to have to deal with it. We didn't want to, we just wanted to give it to God, put it on his altar and let him have it. So another part of 
the application of this is also the absence of worry, or another word for peace, absence of worry. This peace is the confidence that God has everything under control. Like I just said, we went through that situation. We were like, so we repented. We put it on his altar. We gave it to him. We said, you know what? And the, the one thing he told me was be patient and it will sort itself out. Those were the exact words I heard in, in, my, in my head from what he said. Be patient and it will sort itself out. So I, th I thought it was pretty awesome. So going back to having the uh, preparedness with the gospel of peace, I'm going to read this to you real quick. This is Isaiah 5, 27. None of them grows weary or stumbles. No one slumbers or sleeps. No belt is loose and no sandal strap broken. Their arrows are sharpened and all their bows strung. Their horses and hooves um, are like flint. Their chariot wheels are like a whirlwind. So what they're talking about there is they're talking about how you have to have your belt on, you're going to have your shoes on, you're ready for battle. Okay? So very exciting stuff. All right. Now we're going to jump into the shield of faith, which will block all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Now, back in the day <laughs> a long time ago a lot of times these shields uh, before they started making them out of metal and they still they still did back then but they were made from goat skin or they would take goat skin and put it over the metal let me tell you why so these these uh shields were like four feet high and two and a half feet wide i mean they were big and they were heavy and so they put the sheepskin over it because they'd soak them in water and then they'd put the sheepskin on it, or they'd make the shield out of sheepskin. And the soldiers would soak them. And then when they'd get into the battle, the, uh, the, their, their enemies would fling, shoot flaming arrows at them. And when they would hit the shields, when they'd block them with their shields, it'd put the flaming arrows out. What? That's pretty darn smart, if you ask me. So, very often, the goat skin or the sheepskin soaked in water. And it would... Put out the flaming arrows of the evil one, in this case for them, their enemies. But that's what we have our shield for. We put our shield up and we are very in tune with our surroundings. And by the way, the way things are today, you need to be in tune with your surroundings. Public service announcement right now. Make sure if you're walking out to your car, you're looking around, you see what's going on. Have your shield ready because the devil might be shooting some arrows at you. Okay. So once those arrows would hit their shields, instantly... Um, knock that flame right out. They were protected. They didn't get hit by the arrows. Shield did its job. The shield of faith is the Christian's protection against temptation. It's our protection against him and him, meaning the, the prince of this world, the devil, um, not only temptation, but also uh, the, the evil wiles that he throws at us, right? the little jabs people that he puts a spirit in someone to jab us, to get us to rise, get us mad, get us angry, uh, lust, jealousy, whatever. And then we come back at him. As soon as that volley starts, spirit's got you. The arrow has hit you. It is burning, right? You are already on fire. So, and it's not a good fire. So you got to get rid of that. First of all, don't even get it. So protect yourself, right? When we trust that God will provide everything that we need, the spiritual forces of evil, can't tempt us because he's going to lie to us. He's the greatest liar ever out there, right? Sin can't provide or sin can provide a better life than God can. No, it can't. 
But that's what the devil wants you to think. The devil wants you to think, hey man, I know you better than you know you. God knows you even better. But the devil knows you pretty good. The devil knows that he can control us better than we can control ourselves. So he comes at us with these arrows and he comes at us with these temptations and he comes at us with all, all of this just junk that he wants to fill us with. That's why if we have our shield of faith and faith in God that he's going to take care of everything that we're doing and we don't doubt it, we don't disbelieve in it, he is going to handle it. Our shield is going to be like a force field. As soon as you wake up in the morning, putting that force field on right and those arrows can't get to you. Because that's the purpose of being able to, to concentrate on what you need to do first thing in the morning, putting that armor on and being ready for those battles because temptation is going to come. It comes every day, right? So with the faith, we can stop all the flaming arrows of the evil one that he hurls at us. We can face, when, when, when faced with authentic faith in God, the powers of darkness, they're not even going to come at us. They're not, they're going to flee. Darkness can't, uh, the, the, the darkness meaning the, the, the devil and his, his evil ways, they can't commune with light, right? So when we are shining brighter than what we need to or what we can and how we can, he's not even going to bother with us. He, he's like, man, I'm going to go look for a weaker victim, right? When we have our armor on, we are emanating light, right? As long as we're staying faithful, we're staying righteous, we're staying as, as good as we can, obviously, and doing the things that he asks us to do. Our light is just emanating so much, right? At that point, that he, he doesn't even want to bother us. He's going to find someone else who's weaker. Don't forget, when you start, when your light, when you let your guard down and your light starts to kind of fade a little bit, he's going to come back. He's going to come back and try to grab your ankle and pull you back down. That's what he does, man. He's rude. It's frustrating. So anyway, so we're going to move on. Um, the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation is made from bronze. Matter of fact, or bronze or iron. And um, it protects, obviously, our head, the neck. It has these face things that come over and protect your cheeks so uh, you don't get whacked in the face and and, um, and get hurt. Uh, you, they could break your nose, I bet, I bet they could, but... Um, not covering here, but everything here, right? The helmet of salvation points to God's ultimate victory over the forces of evil. So a lot of times you're going to see these helmets and they got either the, the feathers that come up here that are pointing up to God, uh, that are aiming at him. And so that's how we get that they're, they're pointing up to victory uh, over the forces of evil. Now, Jesus's death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead provides all believers with the freedom of bondage of sin. And he gives us eternal life with God in heaven. He, matter of fact, not only does he give us eternal life and God uh, and God in heaven with God in heaven, but we have assurance that Jesus has saved us, not because of good deeds, but because of His mercy. Oh my goodness, His mercy is so powerful. First of all, we don't deserve it. By the way, um, we don't deserve His mercy at all. Matter of fact, uh, we're not even worthy of his mercy, but do you know what? Because he's so gracious and because he loves us so much, he abounds his mercy onto us. As long as we are, if we do something that, that we shouldn't be doing, we repent, Lord, sorry, I repent of that. Turn from it. Pray for me. Thank you, Lord. I'm done with that. Walk away and we're good. 
and you have to be fast to repent. That's why that's why God loved um, um, David so much. Is because man, David was fast to repent, right? So as we put the helmet on, we're protecting our mind as well from the devil and from what he's trying to do. Okay, so knowing that every believer is a new creation and not living for themselves but for God, this is this represents that our trust and faith in what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. And as he walks us through this life until we get to be with him, that we are going to have that salvation built into our hearts. So we make sure that we are doing the right things that we need to be doing to understand and to have what he wants us to be doing for him. Right. And we're looking forward to being delivered into eternal life. And I'll tell you what, we all need to be looking forward to being delivered from the things that we need to be delivered from on this earth while we're still here. So we need to find ways. And that is usually through a man or woman of God that can help us and and help us get through that so they can pour their oil into us because God's pouring oil into them. We got to make sure that we are preparing ourselves for being able to get rid of that stuff as well. And God will forgive his followers when they fall and when they ask for forgiveness. So again, you mess up, just like David. Repent, forgive me, even though he's already forgiven me. Repent, I'm sorry. God does like when we apologize for the things that we do. So um, be more apologetic to what, what he's going to do for us. So the sword of the Spirit. Now, I personally like the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, right? These are the words that come from uh, the Gospels. They are the words that come out of um, uh, the Bible. And we got to make sure we understand that when we know more of what's in the Bible and we try to remember as much as we can of what's in the Bible, uh, then we have weapons against the devil and against Satan and his little spirits, right? And if you remember when Jesus was in uh, the 40 days after he got baptized and the dove came down as the Holy, like the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit has ascended like a dove. Jesus went out into the wilderness for 40 days and he was tempted by the devil three times. And you can read this in Matthew, um, starting in Matthew one. So the only offensive weapon out of all of the parts of the armor is mentioned in, in, in this part. And it's the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It defeats the enemy's plan and rescues lives. The word of God actually has several meanings. The gospel, message of salvation through Jesus Christ. It is the good news that Jesus came to save us and give us abundant life forever. We confess it with your mouth. Jesus is Lord. Believe in your head that, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. Romans 10, 8 and 9. So the Bible is what we go by. That is our weapon. Now, mind you, the sword that uh, a lot of what Paul was talking about in here is not very long. And it, it's not like a big long sword like the, um, the, the Englishmen use in, in, in the 1500s or anything like that. This is a fairly short sword. So now when we get to the sword, we know that we are going to be in close hand-to-hand combat with whoever we're battling with, whatever spirit we're battling with. So we're going to be we're going to be right here in your face 
right? And, and, and we're going to be making sure that we can try to get leverage and try to get that to a point where we are uh, cutting and, 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 and binding, casting and cutting, and we're getting that spirit out however which way we can. So I'm going to start right here. And uh, in, in Matthew 4, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the three temptations. So Jesus was led up uh, by the Spirit into the wilderness and tempted by the devil. After he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. So he was weak because the devil loves us when we're weak, right? So he was weak. He was he was hurting um, and, and, and he was hungry. There's no doubt about that. So uh, the tempter, okay, approached him and said, if you, are the, if you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. And he answered, it is written in the Bible, Deuteronomy, man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So he mm, punched the devil right in the face with scripture. The devil took him to the holy city, had him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if, if you are the son of God, mind you, remember those little words? If you are he's doubting that he's the son of God, he wants to try to make Jesus doubt himself as well, right? If you are the son of God, Throw yourself down, for it is written, he will give his angels orders concerning you, and they will support you uh, with their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. And Jesus told him, it is also written, do not test the Lord your God. More scripture. Mm, another punch in the face uh, to Satan. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and all of their splendor. And he said to him, I will give you all of these things if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus told him, go away, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil left him and angels came and began to serve him. They began to, to get him back into shape because he was beat up pretty good being out there for 40 days. Let me tell you this. The devil didn't flee because Jesus was beaten up on him. The devil fleed because he knew he at that point he could not penetrate the light that Jesus gives and emanates. He is the ultimate light. He is, he, he is the, the defeater of all darkness. And the devil noticed it. He was like, I, 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 man, the word if probably left the devil's mind at that point too. So that's the sword of the spirit. There's so much more. I want to go into this and, and over the next couple of weeks, I think we will, because I really want to dive deeper into it. But my hope for you is that every morning, if you're watching this, um, and, and first of all, go read Ephesians 6 and read, matter of fact, read all of Ephesians 6, not just 10, but matter of fact, read all of Ephesians. It's not, it's not that long. Read all of it because it's good. It talks about Ephesians, uh, the beginning of it talks about how you treat your kids and how your kids need to respect you. And it's just, it's really, really good. I mean, the whole Bible's good, but Ephesians is good too. My point is every morning, put on your armor. Go ahead and be prepared that something may try to get on you, spirit, a temptation. And if you have your armor on, it's so much easier to fight those battles. So I just ask and pray for you that, that you'll, you'll put it on. You'll take a few seconds, put it on. It doesn't take long, 20 seconds, and you can have it on and be prepared and then keep meditating on it throughout the day. So Lord, I come to you right now and I pray for all of those that are watching or that are listening and that they understand that by putting the armor on, that they are protecting themselves. They are putting a force field around themselves that protects them from the wiles of the devil. 
from the spirits of, of temptation, from the bad things that you do not want us to stray off the path of, Lord. So we just thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. We thank you so much for Paul writing this and reminding us that we can put on this spiritual armor to protect ourselves from the fiery arrows of the devil. So Lord, I just thank you so much for this time that I got to spend with everybody. And I ask everybody have a great day and a great evening and a great week and a great weekend. And that everyone here listening and that's watching is blessed throughout the rest of their days. Peace to everyone here. Have a good night's sleep and, and wake up tomorrow morning and have a great day. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And remember, if you're not going to church, you're not reading the Bible, I employ you. Please, please, please get in the Bible. Start reading. Go to a good church. There's tons of them around here. And if you can't find one, Google, right? And find a good church. Find a good spirit-filled church. That's going to give you the, the, the sweet vanilla French coffee and the black coffee, the bitter coffee that you need. You need the meat too. So if you're new to Christianity or you want to become one, say the prayer of salvation. Get saved. Get Jesus in your heart. And you'll live a much better life, I believe. So until next week, we're going to dig into the armor even more, probably go through three of the pieces and then the following week go three more pieces and then we'll really get deep and we'll know exactly what this is going to do for us. But I appreciate you for watching today. Give us a good thumbs up on Facebook, like us on Woodlands Online, and I'll see you next week on Glory to God on the Go. My name's Scott. Thanks a lot. Talk to you again.